0: following program is presented by tracy austin of new mentality pc and mental edge fitness solutions
1: welcome to mental fitness matters a show designed to provide people with tips strategies and solutions to improve their mental fitness now here's your host tracy Austin. Hey, hey, everybody. I hope you guys are out there having a great week. If you are watching us live via Facebook or on YouTube, you're probably like, wait, it's not the third Thursday of the month, but we have Erica (laughs) Singleton in the building. We're going to get our uh, Professionals Beyond the Game uh, communicator in the Shine Bright Athlete Series in this month, one way or another.
2: One way or another. (laughs) Good
1: morning, E. How you doing?
2: Good morning. I'm great, Tracy. I'm
1: glad to be back. Glad to be back. It's been like forever. We were just talking about that. It's probably been like two months now since have yeah. you seen each other?
2: It's been a, a crazy summer headed now into fall, but really, um, very rarely do we get a month with five. Thursdays. Right. So right. we're now in the fifth Thursday of the month. And like you said, trying to give us an opportunity to still shine bright. So we appreciate being able to fit in this month.
1: Absolutely. Um, Shining bright like the stars that we are. I'm trying our best. <laughs> trying our best. And before we get started with today's show and introduce our amazing guest today, I love every time meeting the people that you get to bring into the platform, into our community to really uh, just educate and spread awareness and keep us mentally fit. But before we do that, community, I want to ask you. You guys a question. So something to think about throughout the show for yourself. How important is it for you and your mental health, for your self-value, for your self-worth, for your self-confidence to feel included, to feel seen, to feel validated, to feel represented in the spaces that you may show up in every single day of your life? Whether that's in your community, whether that's in your family system, whether that's in your job or career, in your school, in your sport, How important is it for you to feel like you matter? And so I'm excited about our guest for today. You know her very well.
2: I do. I do. I have had some time to get to know her quite well. Um, And what I'll say before you do your introduction is that um, she is definitely one of those people uh, who does not really brag about themselves. And so what I'll say is that a simple bio
1: can never contain the force that is Nadine Ford. Love Love that right there. (laughs) And we have Nadine Ford, a native of Charlotte, raised in Druid Hills neighborhood during the Civil Rights era. Nadine grew up swimming in Charlotte and turned to coaching as an adult to share her love for the water. She is a coach for the U.S. Masters team, the Mahogany Mermaids, a proud sisterhood of black fitness swimmers with trappers in Charlotte and the surrounding region. She is a certified U.S. Master Swimming Coach, an adult learn-to-swim instructor, as well as a lifeguard. Though retired, Nadine has not slowed down. She manages two community gardens and is bent on world domination. Nadine, <laughs> welcome to the Mental Fitness Matters show. Hi, thank you. <laughs> Good morning, Nadine. <laughs> Eric, Eric actually had me a little um,
0: blushing over here. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna step away from that as well, and I'm just gonna mention something else because I again, it's it's short, short, it's sweet, it really is to the point, but it doesn't really explain the impact that she has. So I did bring um, a prop with me this morning. I have the most recent issue of Swimmer magazine, yes, um, and it's put out by the U.S. Masters Swim Organization. Um, but I wanted to say just a couple of things um, that are in because in the editor's note for this month um there is a piece on one club's amazing impact Um, and it starts out with nadine ford never expected this um and what it really talks about is how the mahogany mermaids were first introduced in november december of 2020 and um when the article first hit uh Nadine didn't really think it was gonna be that big of a thing, you know, just an article that came out yeah. and nothing really comes of it. Um but what was said in here was really important is that um uh, many people recognize Ford's attempt to provide opportunities for black women to learn how to swim. Shortly after the publication of the Swimmer article, NBC Nightly News ran a segment about the mermaids. Charlotte CBS, NBC and PBS affiliates, the Charlotte Observer and Southern Living followed. Um Dove has also reached out to the Mermaids uh, in annual work supporting the Crown Act. And then um, Ford's Nadine's work has inspired other clubs to follow in the Mermaids' footsteps. So the Black Butterfly Swim Club in Winston-Salem as well, they started in late 2020. And then the Sable Swimmers in Philly began in March. So... It talks a lot about the overall and importance and impact. So like I said, a short bio is never going to really talk about the force that is Nadine. But I did want to brag on her a little bit this morning because she's
1: not going to do it herself. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So Nadine, tell us a little bit about yourself and your swimming journey. Tell us a little bit how you got started, where you are now. Go for it. Okay. So
0: as I said, I'm from Charlotte and everyone I knew swam. I grew up in the Druid Hills, still live here in the Druid Hills neighborhood. We had the double oak swimming pool and it was just, it was a rite of passage during the summer. Your parents sent you to the pool to swim. And then you had to go to the elementary school, to the library to get books. It wasn't until, and you know, at that time, again, Johnson C. Smith, the HBCU, they had the aqua Bull. So you knew somebody who swam. My mom didn't swim, but I thought she was an eyeball. We went, you know, we would go to the lakes, we would get on the boats. There was never that installation of fear of the water so as i um you know i swam all through my youth usually at summer camps when i got to college i didn't swim so much and then in 2014 i wanted to do a triathlon i didn't really know what a triathlon was (laughs) but um, a friend of mine was like hey for you know 55 bucks this group will train you to swim bike and run for 12 weeks i said oh it's pretty cool because i'm not a runner so i was like i'm gonna take this opportunity and then when I got there, it was when I started, you know, hearing, you know, black people don't swim. So like, what are you talking about? Because again, that's all I ever knew of black people swimming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so from that, I stayed with the organization for a little bit. And on the side, I just started pulling black women out. And it was like, hey, let's work on your swim a little bit. Let's work on your swim. And then organically, mahogany mermaids came about. Um And from there, it's just kind of, I kept dwelling, you know, looking at what was presented. Black people don't swim, the reasons they don't swim, who we were being compared to when it came to swimming and and why, what made, you know, white people the standard when it comes to swimming Mm -hmm. that y'all can say, well, 74% of Black people don't swim or 65% of Hispanics don't swim. So all these things just kind of, it just kept gnawing at me and I decided, let me, let me let me step back and and let me start to work on the problem became an arts instructor with u.s masters adult learning swim instructor and that's when i noticed a lot of this stuff was geared you know not towards us um they noticed it and i started questioning it mm-hmm. then they they opened the door well i kind of kicked it open yeah there we, all go. there we go there we go but with that being said, I wanted—I didn't know. You know how you don't know. You just do stuff. Well, I wanted Mahogany Mermaids to become a U.S. Masters group. And then once we got in there, and I saw the attention we were getting, that's when I found out we were the first all-black at the time. We were all women swim group that they had ever had, and it was just everything happens for a reason. The timing was perfect. It was—it was during the um, the the racial awareness height here with, with George Floyd and, and everything else. So, um, yeah, that was it. And then, so once we got started, then I just started looking more into the, and I, I, I'll keep going back to the history of the, of the black swim, you know, the fact that West Africans were swimming well before 1619, um, when we were, when they were brought here as victims of human trafficking and how these myths came about, and more so how these myths were told in so many ways. I'm talking about like our hair, our bones are too dense, we're too muscular. How these myths were told in such a way that they actually became truths for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I have conversations now. I had a conversation a, a couple of months ago with a guy at a farmer's market. And I don't know, something about swimming. And he was like, oh, you swim. I'm like, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, We, well, you know, we our bones are too dense for that. I don't see how you do it. And I'm looking at him like, Lord help me, Jesus. (laughs) So, you know, that started because there's so much out there to be told. Um, You can look at the Little Mermaid. Everybody's raising concern over a Black Little Mermaid. But when you look at our history, that's what we were. I mean, in addition to the, the deities, there was actually a tribe of Black women that would lure human traffickers out to sea and well, they would drown them, but they did that to keep them from capturing other, other um, Africans. So all that to be said, I, it's it's just, you know, going into the history, getting our history correct for us as well as for them. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, that's why I started the club. In part, also, I want to get our story out there because what they say, when the, when the lion tells the, the African proverb, until the lion tells her story, the hunter will always win, Well yeah. it's time for us to tell our story.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's so important. I think that's even as we're starting off the top of the show asking about how important it is to be seen to feel validated to be in a space where people may not even know we exist or you exist. And so to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, growing up for me, swimming, we go to uh, whether it's summer camps, it's where we were first introduced to learning how to swim, but having access to the pools and things of that nature, it wasn't something that was always available or there. And so swimming wasn't something that I practiced very often. And it is a skill that you have to practice really frequently to really be good at it. And so to really be a, a face of a black woman who swims and that's what you grew up doing. And then to show other people that this is natural. I think that's a different mindset than what people have been approached with.
2: Yeah, no, uh, like I said, uh, I think it seems so simple when you first read that, you know, she has a U.S. master's It started um, a swim group in Charlotte. But it's important to really understand. I'm going to get a little taste of it at a, a clinic, but she is a rock star. Like, <laughs> everyone knows Nadine Ford's name because Nadine is doing something no one else did. Yeah, And that is acknowledging that there is a history that always existed, but that was erased. Um. So I've I run into the same things that she has in the past, just teaching swimming to children, teaching swimming to adults. But yeah, everyone floats differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a matter of body composition, but everyone floats, you know, so... The, I think the the thing I get other than like our bones are too dense, um, is also, I, I can't float. We don't float. <laughs> I mean, you might float under the surface, but you float. <laughs> like I, I promise you, you are going to float. Like there is not one person who goes in and immediately just falls all the way to the bottom. Like you may float lower, but you're not going to just straight touch it. Um, so it, it's one of the things, uh, I always like to ask, and I'll I'll ask Nadine this morning as well, what is the most common misconception that you talk about um, with different people?
0: (laughs) The eyes. That swim caps are meant to keep the hair dry. Yeah, it is. Oh, Lord, that was Jesus. (laughs) If I could get people to understand the real purpose of swim caps, and it's, it's not to keep the hair dry, it's to prevent drag, it's to keep the pool clean, if it keeps your hair dry, that's a bonus, but, and, 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 you know, it's just, ooh, that's, <laughs> it's, that is, and that is, it's like, if I could just get people to understand the, the, the true purpose of a swim cap. I, I, would, I would die a happy person. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, it's funny because um, you and I have talked about this and a number of different things. I actually, Tracy and I did an entire show kind of talking about swimming and swim caps mm-hmm. and how they own, they're not all one size. And it was, I got more comments about that conversation than, than many of our others because so many people always thought it was that one type of latex cap that they got when they were kids was the only option there ever was. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you know, the idea, it's keeping your hair out of your face. It's keeping your hair out of the water. It's keeping your hair products out of the water. Like it is, it does serve a purpose. It's not to keep your hair dry. But that being said, I do want to also say that it's, it's come up in the news a lot because the Olympic Committee overturned their first um, ban on the larger caps that are specifically used by Black women, but for people who it really is just for people who have thick, long hair. Like that's it. It's just that uh, a lot more Black women were the first ones to start wearing it. So Nadine, again, as we talk about like the representation and and being seen and and what matters in that, how important was that? Um, that overturned
0: van. So Erica, you know me. I I, do. I look (laughs) for the controversy and things. And to me, this is a very, even though on the surface, so to answer your question, how important it was, I think it it was very important in the actual action Mm -hmm. because it took away one of those myths. You know, we've been conditioned to have to have European hair, you know, so it has taken away the the a barrier. I can go and get my European hair, not so much in and not so much be strong uh, straight, but, you know, I want the long, full hair. Okay, one of the things that kept us from swimming that they said was our fault was our hair. They blamed the victim. They blamed us for our hair. Mm-hmm. So now I can have the hair that you're saying I should have and I can put up in a swim cap that you're saying at first I couldn't have if I wanted to compete in the Olympics.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So now what's going to be your next excuse to keep me from, from competing in the Olympics? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let's, let's be realistic, but it also shows, you know, younger people, Hey, look, what's, what's your excuse now? You know, first they told you it was your hair. Now they're, now you can see it was not your hair. So let's get you out here. Let's get you ready to compete. But, on the bats, and, and, and before I go to the my other side of it, it has also opened up for other cultures. You know, OK, you've allowed the swim cap for large hair. Now, what can we do for, for women who grew up in a culture of modesty
2: mm-hmm. that may
0: have to wear, mm-hmm. you know, well, mm-hmm. let's, let's get them something that is FINA. Um, and for those who don't know, FINA is the International Swimming um, Federation, which, oddly enough, the president is a Hussein um, al, and I'm not gonna try to kill his last name. Mus- <laughs> Musalam, Musalam. But you know, what can we get for these young ladies? What can we do to get them recognized by Fina, which is a Swedish-based organization? Mm-hmm. So that kind of explains a little bit of stuff too. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's the happy part of it: is open up doors, is open up opportunities and and removed barriers that were there on the bad side to me it also allows for other cultures to commercialize on our culture again because now you know you've got adidas who has partnered with soul cap to create a a voluminous swim cap so what about the companies that were already out there lock journey swimmer cap um that are already making these large caps. Are they going to be left out behind because Soul Cap got all this publicity um, with their situation, and and also when I saw about Adidas pairing up with Soul Cap, the first thing in the story was for those who want to keep their hair dry. I'm like, really?
1: <laughs> Here we go.
0: Now you're perpetrating that lie again. Oh, so this cap's going to keep your hair dry, and you've got people who. Or buying these sole caps, and I have nothing against sole cap, but the whole purpose is, oh, well, let's keep my hair dry. Let's keep my hair dry. Let's keep my hair dry. It's
2: like, oh, my
0: gosh. You know, if you yeah. buy a swim cap and it fits to your head properly, you're probably going gonna to probably get your hair to stay dry. Well, you know, it's a proper fit. Yeah. If you put it on correctly and it's a proper fit, you're probably going to do a lot better than if you buy a cap that's way too big, even though it's made for voluminous hair. It may be too vol- it may be too big for your hair so it's all about fit and education and i'm i'm wanting to see more of that come along with the soul cap promotion the the education of the swim cap the you know uh how to buy one how to fit it how to mm-hmm. wear it mm-hmm. why to wear it not just oh it keeps your hair dry keeps your hair dry yeah
1: no. That's why I think it's important that we're having this conversation, because I think the big part of anything that people don't understand or know is the education component. And when I think about mental health and mental fitness and all the things that make us who we are, if we ever feel left out in any area of our life or not seen or something doesn't suit us or fit us, that can have an impact on our emotional and mental well-being. And even being able to see outside of the box. So what we're talking about here is seeing beyond what is. And so if people are able to see a Nadine Ford and see you, Erica, what you do for the Mahogany Mermaids and, and see you like, wait, I can do that, too. And so that expands our mindset, that expands our life, that expands every part of who we are. And it's important. And a big piece of what I want our community to continue to grow into and do is is compassion because we can never know what somebody else's walk is unless you've spent time looking behind the lens of their eyes, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I I appreciate what you're saying and and the education that you're providing on this platform today, because I think it's important. And to speak to that a little bit, Nadine, what would you consider, how would you define, i love to ask this question, how would you define mental fitness for yourself? And how has swimming at this top level in in training and being an ambassador how's that been an impact on your mental health and mental fitness
0: so one word that you said i laughed about was compassion um i'm not going to say that's my strong point <laughs> but she is I'm a learning. tough love teacher <laughs> so as my great niece told me because i grew up without a field of water i don't recognize that in other people right and I'm just like, and I'm learning. I am I am actively learning that I can't keep this. Well, why don't you just do it mentality? Mm-hmm. You know, that was when I first started. And I tell people it was it was truly by grace that no one <laughs> was hurt with us because we were always, well, why can't you just do this? Why can't you just do this? I didn't know people had trauma like that. Mm-hmm. So now I am and and I've joked because a word that has come into my vocabulary in the last few months is empathy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm still learning the definition of, I'm still working on it, but I'm learning to understand that people have a real water trauma and they can't just get over it. Um, and I'm learning to, that I can't, I won't ever be able to relate to it. Um, but I can still talk to them about it and I can listen to what they say. You know, even if I have to come back and research ways to help them get over it, I can still help them. I don't have to center myself to be of of service. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it goes back to my yoga days, years where, you know, we really do try hard as a group to meet our swimmers where they are. Mm-hmm. And and something I uh, also, when you talk about the mental part of it, is I have to step back because sometimes I do approach it in a from a, a colonizer mentality. And I have to stop to say, hey, you know, you're thinking like them and you're blaming us. Let's stop that. Let's rearrange it. And let's not, you know, let's not do that. So my own mental health is it is it's giving me a peace of mind in that it's okay to be like not centered it's it's okay to say i'm I'm not understanding where you're coming from I want to um I may be able to help you I may not, but that doesn't make you wrong it doesn't right. make me wrong either right but it's let's find that balance. And one thing I will say that is very unique about Mahogany Mermaids Evolutionary Aquatics is that, you know, we have enough staff that we've got people who've been swimming forever. You know, Connie, who's our senior coach, and by senior, I mean, she's like 83 years old. She's been swimming for over 70 years. And her daughter, Nicole, um, even Nicole, I have to admit, is starting to, to see that because it's so natural for her that there are things she has to pull back and relearn. So we have that end of it. We have people who just learned to swim as adults. Um, that, you know, our most recent set of instructors were newbies learned how to swim last year. So their ability to relate is even more fresh than others. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we, we can, we're lucky. We're lucky in that we can take somebody who's completely afraid of water and, and get them up to where they're instructors or coaches or wherever they want to be. We can work that pipeline with them on all levels. I have friends who are counselors that if someone is is really just something that we can't deal with, I can refer them over. It's like, hey, go That's talk cool. to Justin Perry. Let him know I sent you. And he can come, he can help us out. So we have we have built a full
1: community. That's a big deal, Nadine. We have about 45 seconds left. Tell people how they can actually reach you. That's a big deal. How can they get a cut?
0: That would be good, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) How can they reach you?
0: (laughs) They can contact us at um, www.evolutionaryaquatics.org. So it's evolutionary because there's also an evolution that we didn't know existed until we did, but evolutionary (laughs) aquatics, or they can look us up on Facebook, um, EA Swim Club. EA Swim Club.
1: Nadine Ford, thank you so much for thank your you, time. Nadine. And your <laughs> thank leadership. Y'all. Appreciate you. Shine bright like the stars that we are. East Sizzle, it's always good to sit beside you. Always a pleasure. Community, shine bright. See y'all next week. That's it for today's episode of Mental Fitness Matters. Get more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness by joining Tracy every Thursday from 8.30 to 9 a.m. and 6.30 to 7 p.m. for Mental Fitness Matters on News Talk WSIC.